0: Hey, y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms, and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. Okay, well, today we are jumping into the 1997 um, American, American musical fantasy television film, Um, produced by Walt Disney Television, the Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, because the only Cinderella we acknowledge is Brandy and sometimes Kiki Palmer on Broadway. Okay, so since this is one of your absolute favorites, please do us the honor of giving us your first quotable. So
1: I think my first quotable is more so of like the song Falling in love with love. Falling in
0: love with love is playing the fool. I said, You better hit that note, girl. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> and actually that song wasn't even in the original uh rogers and hammerstein version that is a song from another rogers and hammerstein play that they put in because they just love miss bernadette peters and her voice so much and so she needed a song and so it 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 fits seamlessly with the play i mean with the movie and everything that they did
1: yes i love that song and i love how she sings it which is why it's one of my favorites and then it's like when the, when the girls join in, the sisters join in, it's like
0: falling in love with love is playing the
1: <laughs> And that's just like, I, I have to sing it like that every time. Um yes, you should. And, <laughs> and then one of the dope lines that Cinderella, she kind of was preaching to Prince Charming, she says, or what is his name? His name is not Prince Charming. I don't know why I keep saying that.
0: I mean um, well you know that's who he is. It's Prince okay. Christopher Chris is Prince. it just Chris? Christopher There's a lot of names. Herbert, Bartholomew, there's a the whole song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Herbert. <laughs> Herbert.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, so when they were in the the, the flower garden or courtyard um, mm-hmm. and he says I well she responds to him. I doubt he has any idea how a girl should be treated. And then the prince the print says, like a princess, I suppose. And she says, no, like a person with kindness and respect. And I, I really like that. I don't think I paid attention to it when she said it when I was younger. But as an adult, I was like, oh, yeah, she better talk. Yes. She wants to be treated like a person with kindness and respect. Forget being treated like a princess. Is that, Which is, is that beautiful.
0: Accurate? You have to tell people how you want to be treated. You train people how to treat you. And so I thought that it was very good, despite all of their um, their awkward uh, bonding that they had and uh, attachment to people. I thought that it was <laughs> very good that she was asking for exactly what it was that she wanted. And she was communicating early in their relationship, like, uh, no, you're going to treat me right. like a human being, brother. That's right. That's right.
1: So... Those were a couple of my, my quotables. Oh, and then another one when um the uh I wanna say wicked stepmother <laughs> says um <laughs> Remember
0: girls, we hide our flaws until, until after, after the wedding. wedding.
1: I was like, oh no. I don't know why that <laughs> one was one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's how you're supposed to do it. You wait till after, after. Darn it. After. <laughs>
1: We've been messing up all this time, girl. Now I gotta do it all over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I had um, I had several. Of course, you know, the it's possible. Impossible. Oh. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. How could I forget that? Impossible. Impossible. Impossible.
0: Impossible. And they go back and forth with each other. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> the best. And there was like a behind the scenes, I remember like back in the day where they showed, they were rehearsing the song and recording it on how they wanted to go. And Whitney turned and looked at Brandy and was like, Why are you way down there?
1: <laughs>
0: we're singing it up here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Brandy is like the all star alto, but she has range, you know? She does very talented very I think she's definitely one of the celebrities that were like like the 90s mm-hmm. celebrities that that got slept on but you know
0: it is I mean crazy. she was she was the number one seller during her time and so i don't yeah. I feel like people don't remember that because they get caught up on like the extra stuff and yeah and they forget like no she was she was chart topping wasn't nobody mm-hmm. being her record sales at that time. And there's also so much shade in that song, too. I just love because Whitney's like for a plain country bumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. Like she just called you a country bumpkin.
1: OK. Impossible for a plain country
0: bumpkin and a prince to join in marriage.
1: That's what she's saying. I could turn anything, even your country bumpkin in. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and
0: Wendy, she was just serving up so many moments. Like, when she was first in the uh, window and Brandy was like, you're my fairy godmother. And Wendy was like, girl, you got a problem with that? Because if you rather have okay. some old lady in a tutu, you know, sprinkling fairy dust, I could just go. Like, I don't have to be here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she sure did get her together. Listen, um, you want me to send somebody else?
0: Girl, you lucky I'm here. Sure. Right. For your playing <laughs> country bumpkin self. <laughs>
1: go sit in your
0: own little corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my last last one goes to um, where Lionel says, who dances in glass shoes? because in my mind, I mean, now it is the trend and everyone is wearing the clear, you know, heels with the clear plastic straps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, only strippers wore clear shoes and they dance really well in in glass shoes. So I was like, what do you mean, Lionel? Like strippers do it all the time and oh, they, they no. can do flips and tricks and turns. But then no. you know, like, as <laughs> I got older, I realized that those probably weren't glass shoes. Those were plastic shoes. Um, but nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> there are lots of women out here dancing in those
1: I have (laughs) so many questions. I have so many questions, (laughs) but I'm gonna let (laughs) you. But that clip, that glass shoe, that glass (laughs) shoe was trash. Like when they actually got to zoom in on it, I was like, Mm. "That's an ugly shoe."
0: (laughs) She couldn't have a heel. Okay, that little
1: Miss Meow can heel. She had a kid in here for real. <laughs> no wonder why she could waltz in it.
0: I couldn't. Is just the thought of every single woman in all of the kingdom putting on that same shoe? First of all, how I don't understand why you have to put
1: every woman's shoe foot in it if they didn't look anything like her. And I feel like in this land of Cinderella, like this version of Cinderella, there's no such thing as color. You know? Right. So, race like, does not exist. Race does not exist. Especially when you think about the king and queen and then the prince turning out to be who he was. I was like, hmm. I had a lot of questions watching it as an adult. I was like, I, I never picked up on that as a kid. Like, this is a really interesting dynamic. But I'm like, why would he have to put every woman's foot in the shoe if he knew what she looked like? So was she that? And then, like, they were like, oh, we're looking for her. We, we, we couldn't find any trace of her. Like, seriously, this is the girl that was down in the market the other day. What you talking about? I was just about? about
0: to say, he didn't even, he did first, he didn't remember meeting her yesterday. Right. Then he, he meets her again, doesn't know it's her from yesterday, and then sees her after looking at all of the women in all of the kingdom and still doesn't know it's her. Maybe I should add like a head injury, inability to facially recognize to his diagnosis.
1: <laughs> possibly, possibly. Cause I'm just like, damn, like you didn't get nothing. You didn't get any, any facial hair. Cause the people, the redhead versus a braided updo. Ah, come on friends. Come on, did you try? This? Did you try? He didn't try. He had to be dra- uh, dramatic. I'm going to search the entire kingdom.
0: That dramatic, those dramatics is part of why I diagnosed <laughs> Prince Chris, <laughs> um, aka Charmin, was bipolar too. I'm just like, like let's... Wow. Let's Wow, get bipolar it.
1: too though?
0: Yes, Sorry. and I felt that... <laughs> You know,
1: I didn't even diagnose him. I was too busy on the women and unfortunately. Like mm-hmm. for the sisters, Cinderella and the mother. I didn't even I didn't even think to diagnose him.
0: And I fully feel like we see him go from mm. a depressed state into a, into hypomania. I feel like that is the kind of the progression of the movie with some of the things that he does. And so for um his depressed state, I have you said bipolar two. Two. Dose. Okay um depressed mood most of the day nearly every day is indicated by either subjective report or observation made by others markedly diminished interest or or pleasure in all or almost all activities most of the day or nearly every day and feelings of worthlessness or excessive inappropriate guilt nearly every day And so I felt like that was him feeling like this is, I'm not happy. The being uh, in the palace behind these walls is not fun. Let me go dress as a commoner to try and see if I could find some type of spark in my life and make things Mm -hmm. feel a little bit better. And then his mother controlling his life and him feeling upset about that. And then we see him go into that hypomanic state where it's a flight of ideas or subjective experience that thoughts are racing. The distractibility, attention to easily drawn or unimportant or irrelevant external stimuli as reported or observed, increased and in goal-directed activity. I mean, you know, searching an entire kingdom. <laughs> Sounds right. very goal-directed. Um, <laughs> to find this one woman's foot shoe, shoe foot. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, then excessive <laughs> involvement in activities that have a high potential for pain consequences. Ooh
1: so i'm surprised you didn't say inflated self-esteem or grandiosity
0: because i felt like he had a it wasn't overly inflated like i feel like as a prince you you should be like yeah i'm i'm the prince i run this this here my kingdom and so i didn't feel like it it was over inflated i felt like it was warranted i mean you you are that dude you are fine um with a, them a million teeth. wild smile, yes. Just right. a Colgate commercial waiting to happen. You could sing. You could waltz. Like, mm-hmm. Prince was a catch. Besides him being bipolar.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Well, <laughs> I think I agree with that one. I ain't got that against that. <laughs> so, uh, and then, like, speaking of his mother, Wu. Did you have a diagnosis for her?
0: Um yes, I did. Well, not necessarily a full-on diagnosis. I more so thought that um she just exhibited a lot of mother-son enmeshment. Um mm-hmm. I felt like their relationship was she was like forcefully putting control over his entire life and so he might not have had that strong sense of self and happiness because she was so enmeshed and controlling and him wanting to or her wanting to kind of almost rescue him by finding him a wife and those are common themes that come with enmeshment that being at the the uh the mercy of her emotions or how that or how that other person feels kind of controls how you get to move and different things Mm -hmm. like that and her I feel like a lot of her enmeshment though does come from her trying to handle the pressures of being queen I mean yes yes, you know we're all queens but I really don't have to live (laughs) with the pressure of an entire kingdom resting upon my shoulders and and, um, maintaining certain statuses I mean Meghan Markle didn't want to deal with that mess and so with all of that pressure I think is what kind of developed her enmeshment and her wanting to control his life hold the parties um, all of that yeah
1: I I think what where that comes from especially as a queen is I didn't think it would be the queen who would be as pressed I thought maybe that would come from the, the king more so to make sure that his son is like you know is the king mm-hmm. and I guess trying to exchange like back in the day like weddings were usually just to exchange or barter you know if like their children for property
0: you know (laughs)
1: um so if uh, if there is this one family that had cattle then the other family had corn you know they would say okay we'll give you several of our cattle if we're able to have a certain number of acre of your corn in exchange for my daughter um and so that that really is how it was supposed to be, you know. Especially with you know kingdoms, they were they were exchanging usually. So I wonder if that was also that added pressure of them having to exchange something, which is I guess we'll talk about it later with, with Cinderella, in that she doesn't really come with much to exchange for a kingdom, you know, like she she doesn't have that. So um, I wonder if she if the mother is still going to be. Unimpressed with his decision, but I feel
0: like like how you were saying, you would think it would be more the father. But I feel like the father and the son had more of a healthy relationship, mm. and so they had clear boundaries where the father was like, he's gonna find someone. Like, yes, that's important, but not re-. like he, we, she was like, you're gonna take over, and he was like, but not right now. Like, chill, Queen still alive myself I'm still still here here. right and so I think that uh that is why she was more so like the boundaries didn't exist they weren't clear because they were all tangled up within one another and I think that because of that enmeshment I think and Cinderella's like so just uh willingness and aim to please I don't think that her and the queen were butt heads as much as Cinderella would try to make the queen happy and the queen would Mm -hmm. be happy because she can control Cinderella. And because she can control Cinderella, she can control her son and she can control their relationships. She's probably going to tell them when to start having kids, then telling Cinderella Mm -hmm. how to dress, all of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. So then, I mean, yes, she'll be able to control some things. But then again, like economic wise, what are they going to do as like an entire kingdom? You know, like they're going to have to fend for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like most times those kingdoms are, are marrying each other like, oh, you got more soldiers than I do or you have better security. So let's bring your security over here. And I like, give an exchange of my diamonds for, for, or my kids. Like it was crazy back then. I would hate to be a child back then.
0: For but at the same minerals. time, in this magical world where race doesn't exist, I will also hope that there's less war um, maybe, well, equal, more equal distri- distribution of resources. <laughs> and so maybe she was like, yeah, our kingdom's good right now. Like, we we cool. We just need heirs. So pop these babies, Cindy. <laughs> True. Well,
1: since we're talking about Cindy, I mean, Cinder,
0: <laughs> Ella. I name. It, I know. It, did I not, the it didn't grow she on me.
1: Gave. Yeah, she's like, I guess it kind of grows on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would sit by the fire and the cinder would get on my face. So, you mean you didn't get your name until you were able to sit by a fire? Exactly. Or when she was a baby, was she by the fire? Who would put a baby by a fire that close that they get cinder on their face? I have it's questions.
0: <laughs> so, is Cinderella a nickname? Like, do we not even know Cinderella's real identity all of these years? Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know her real name i diagnosed cinderella with um because technically part of this part of my diagnosis is because we don't really know cinderella's real age um in the other stories she's like really really young which is like really really sad that they were marrying off children as children but you know neither here nor there speaking different times as you said with the the nobility. Um, But I did diagnose her with separation anxiety disorder um, with recurrent expressive distress when anticipating or experiencing separation from home or from major attachment figures. Persistent and excessive worry about losing major attachment figures or about possible harm to them such as illness, injury, disasters, or death. Persistent and excessive fear of or reluctance about being alone or without major attachment figures at home or in other settings and persistent reluctance or refusal to sleep away from home or to go to sleep without being near a major attachment figure. And so I feel like, because we we really don't know, we don't know when Cinderella's mom passed or what the mm-hmm. circumstances were, if she even passed, if she just didn't, you know, leave. I, I don't, we don't know what happened with mama, but mm-hmm. then also her father dying. And so um, she could have very well had that attachment to her father because of the situation possibly with her mother. And then because her father passed afterwards, she then moved that uh, attachment to the stepsisters and the stepmother and the actual home because she kept saying she even was uh, talking to her father's spirit and saying, like, I know I told you that I wouldn't leave, but mm-hmm. it's the way that they treated me. I might have to get out of here. But I feel like that was causing her and that anxiety response is, was, is which why she stayed so long. Um, and I think that that unresolved separation anxiety is what would lead her to then if she is 18, if she turns 18, whichever happens first, um, dependent personality disorder. And with that, I have her as um, the criteria that she meets is having difficulty making everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice and reassurance from others, needing, to, needing others to assume responsibility for most major areas of his or her life, Having difficulty expressing disagreement with others because of fear of loss of support or approval. Having difficulty initiating projects or doing things on his or her own because of a lack of self confidence and judgment or abilities rather than a lack of motivation or energy. Hmm. And urgently seeking another relationship as a source of care and support when a close relationship ends. And so basically, she went from the evil stepmothers and the stepsisters straight into the king's palace and all of his family and so there's that's going to be another source of that of support that she is that perceived support that she feels that she needs and so a little trauma bom- bonding happening you know a little bit yeah okay
1: so for cinderella i did i had two so i went with acute stress disorder similar to where you were mm-hmm. with you thinking like okay um how i'm thinking like how soon or how long ago was it um, that she lost her, her father or mother and mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I scratched that and I went to adjustment disorder and with depressed mood um, because it was just the fact that she's having to adjust to living this life with, you know, from her aunt or not her aunt, her stepmother <laughs> to, <laughs> to living with the prince. And so like kind of thinking like more future, like seeing her as Princess or Cinderella as a princess versus her as just Cinderella. Um, If I hadn't seen her, if I saw her at the beginning where she was just Cinderella, then I would probably just do um, acute stress disorder. I don't know, especially because of the the timing of the death. But I do like what you were saying as far as the attachment because then there's that, that side of it that also has to be talked about because of the timing of of the individual's death like her her father's death and her experience with that and how the stepmother talked about it it was just like the same as it has been years since he's he's died the way she kind of like your mother was a commoner you're a commoner uh, it just seemed, it just seemed like that's it was-
0: so evil who would tell that to a child your mama was basic you basic you're always gonna be basic <laughs> that's
1: it I mean and then I when I was when I was listening to it and I was watching it I was like damn you know that's the type of thing if you tell someone that and I think that's why Cinderella kind of got into this this thinking of where, mm-hmm. like she couldn't leave because she had someone constantly telling her that she was nothing she wasn't gonna be anything and that even if she did try to leave and go outside of, outside of this, you know, space, that she wouldn't survive without them or, you know, like, and having someone drill that into your head every day, you know, what that does to your self-esteem and your ability to actually think for yourself, I can see why she she felt like she was stuck and couldn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah, I definitely think she internalized a lot of those messages. And even when um her fairy godmother appeared, that was her like her first thing. I always hope somebody will come and take me out of here. And even mm-hmm. uh, fairy godmother was like, uh, "No, Cinderella, if you want out, you have to do that yourself. Like you have the music in you." Um, and then it, when she was talking to the prince, and he was talking about what uh, his princess would be like, he had to correct her too because she was like, uh, "She'd be your devoted servant forever and ever." And he was like, no, you weirdo. I've got service. (laughs) (laughs) I want a partner.
1: (laughs) And that's why I think it's so strange that, you know, maybe that that relationship with the queen would actually be uh, harming or damaging to her relationship with the prince because she is so willing to serve that she would almost put the needs of the queen before the prince, you know, to please her, you know. Because she has the approval and acceptance of the prince, so the next person that she would have to please is, the, is you know, the queen. Because the king, I think he kind of got a little crush on her. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was giving me creep vibes. It was giving me creep vibes because what? he is, you know, pedophilia is just five years older than he was the Subject, just,
1: stop it. He was just trying to say if he was her age. She could get it. That's it. Yeah, I
0: guess. I guess. But I mean, he did recognize that like I would have to be her age in order for that. Mm -hmm. Because when she walked in, he was my a vision. What I would do if I was younger? And wait, whoopi had to check him. Talk about uh, what would Uh, you do? do? I'd just be a little bit younger. No, wouldn't. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I will. I will take back the creep vibes, and I will just you know he had preferences. Clearly for brow skin women, and so right. with um with that, I think maybe he was just he did realize that he would have to be a young man in order for him to be in a relationship for, with her being appropriate. So I'll take back the creep vibes, and I'll give you that he was just enchanted <laughs> by her beauty. I mean, she of had all a- of uh, which call it very godmother's hard work, right? Turning that
1: bump that bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Into that the luxury bumpkin, right? She was, she was it, honey. Everybody was looking at her. Even her own stepmother didn't even recognize her, which she, made no sense.
0: All she did was put her braids in an updo
1: and a little bit. She had not a little bit, a whole lot of lip liner. <laughs> I hated how they did that lip liner.
0: Whole lot of bit. Okay, whole can we talk about it. how her eyebrows gave me anxiety? That's that 90s makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the makeup artist was like, nope, we're just going to take them all off and give you one line.
1: <laughs> you know, I can't even front. Like, I feel like eyebrows have been a sensitive subject all of my life. I, you know? Yeah. Just well, you like, can
0: always pride yourself on having more than Brandy did as Cinderella. You are right. She she
1: did not have <laughs> very much. They, I think they put, it. just was like, we are gonna put the liner on the on the eyebrow and on the lip, and that's
0: it. We're done. That's all. And, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess more real, more you know, back to if she was my client, not only would I suggest that she would get you know some microblading done, but I would also suggest that um, they work on setting boundaries because I I guess that I would that would be my end of seeing her that maybe it would be uh, prints and cinderella coming in for premarital therapy i guess if that's if that's my role in the kingdom i am the kingdom's therapist (laughs) then uh i would definitely work on boundary setting because that is something that they're going to need both for themselves which i am happy that they were both able to tell each other what it was that they needed from the relationship and how they wanted to be loved Mm -hmm. but they would also need that with the outside world because with the mother coming in, uh, uh, I almost called her Brandy, Cinderella's <laughs> willingness to uh, people please. Uh, sh- I could see her putting her the queen's needs before the princess, like you said earlier. And the prince is used to putting his mother's wishes before his own. And so they could easily fall into that pattern. So we would want to try to break that up. I would also like to see what, I would like to do a little CBT with the queen maybe and see like what are the thoughts and cognitions or even past experiences or traumas that have led her to feel that she has to rescue the son, that he Mm -hmm. is and well, of course he's entitled to, you know, certain things with him being nobility, but Mm -hmm. like why do you feel that you have to be the one to carry these things out for him Um, aside from him developing on his own? So those are the things that I would like to work with all of them,
1: <laughs> on <laughs>
0: yeah, because
1: they all need it. They all, and especially with that boundary settings, um, establishing healthy boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of boundaries, like, I mean, Cinderella has her stepsister and stepmother. What are your thoughts? Where sh- where should they go? Do they come into the kingdom when she's establishing these boundaries, or when she established those boundaries with the, with the king and queen? she also has to establish boundaries with the stepmother and stepsisters right Facts. so what what would that look like
0: so if i'm from cinderella they would have to get up out my daddy's house so that would be that would be one because that my are father sure? built all of this y'all done already spent all his money and wandered his wealth y'all not going to say this is going to be a family house so you know that's my that's going to become my space when i need to get away from the kingdom me and the king
1: oh um, are you going to airbnb it when you're not there
0: no, I'm the queen. I don't, I mean, I'm the princess. I don't have to. I'm not. Yeah, okay. I, I just want to make sure. All right, cool. cool. Nah. But they got to get up on my daddy's house. I might, you know, set them up somewhere. And so like financially, they would be taken care of, but they would only have access to me on Christmas and Easter. That's the only time that like, they could come around the palace because they, you know, they wanted, they thought that they deserved to be nobility. And clearly they did mm-hmm. not. The prince, he wanted me. The right. music is in me. And so y'all don't get to y'all don't get to feel special from your with your connection to me mm-hmm. except for Christmas and Easter. You
1: know I would I would actually if I were Cinderella, I would make them carry my bags when it's time for us to go to the market.
0: Oh okay you know? little, little little sprinkle of revenge a little to <laughs> all
1: of that. Not you. Listen, you talking about when they go low, we go high. I can't. They oh. dragged her. Okay, <laughs> they they were they were mean. They were really mean. And so I and I also maybe in my life experience have dealt with two evil sisters at one point. And if I could get revenge, it would be with them. Actually, you know, I, now that I'm thinking about it and I'm self-reflecting, the okay. time I was watching Cinderella and at that age, I was you know in a home with two sisters and they would you know pick on me kind of like so how they were your evil stepsisters yeah which is probably why i feel like really wholeheartedly that i would seek revenge. see <laughs> <laughs> my thing and, and, and let me sit in my own little corner
0: is it girl who get the bag <laughs>
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yes so I mean, but if I if I were the therapist, I definitely would, would tell Cinderella to, to establish those boundaries with her stepmother and her stepsisters, not not be revengeful like her therapist would, would like to be, but to actually <laughs> <laughs> to actually practice some compassion and forgiveness. You know, it's not saying that she has to forget it, but she can forgive them, you know, for the experience that she has in order for her to grow and move on past it too.
0: For her own development. Yeah, but did you diagnose the, um, the evil stepmother? I did. So I diagnosed
1: the evil stepmother with borderline personality disorder. Oh,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. T- so, tell me more. <laughs> a little heavy, <laughs> but you know, it's okay. Let's go. <laughs>
1: so she, so, okay. It says it's a pervasive pattern of instability and interpersonal relationships, self-image and affects and market impulsivity um, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. Um, so I think that this definitely happened more. I think more of the the personality and characteristics started to happen after the loss of her husband, um, Cinderella's father. And so, um, I think that she, so for one of the criteria is frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. So I think she's having difficulty imagining or realizing that her husband's gone. And then like the impulsivity can be like the, like, the desire to spend or to seem as if she's she's wealthy so like that self-image especially like she she just carried herself and expected her daughters to carry themselves in a way like they're the who's who and it's just kind of like but who are you you know Ooh. like <laughs> but you can tell her that and <laughs> money like she had it like that um a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships I feel like The relationships with her actual daughters and and Cinderella are definitely intense and can like for one, there's idealization. So for her daughters, there's a a sense of idealization in that, oh, they're beautiful, they're perfect. Um, But then devaluation of Cinderella because she wasn't her daughter. Um, And then identity disturbance, um, again, that's unstable self-image or a sense of self I don't know if we really see any substance abuse in here or like suicidal or self mutilating or anything like that. But um, I could see, honestly, just the chronic feelings of emptiness, inappropriate, intense anger, difficulty controlling anger. So you saw that when she was like fussing and, and fussing out Lionel and whomever were getting her <laughs> um, So yeah, that's why I get a borderline personality disorder.
0: OK, now I feel like super lenient. Because <laughs> wow. I only, I, gave, I diagnosed her with post-traumatic stress disorder. And so I felt like because she at one point had to be some type of loving, caring, supportive um, partner and mother for the father to for Cinderella's father to want to marry her, want to bring her into everything that he had going on. He was really looking for somebody to help him raise Cinderella. And so I feel like at some point she had to be like at least a normal functioning woman. <laughs> and I feel mm-hmm. like maybe um because of the death of her husband and we don't know what happened to Minerva and uh Calliope, Calliope. said it right that time. Calliope's father, since we don't <laughs> know what happened to Daddy. Um It could be an experience where she has tragically lost a couple of Par- intimate partners and so that experience I felt like is, is it seems like in the storytelling is what was the catalyst for her to then become resentful and the part of PTSD is trying to avoid avoidance and avoidance of negative triggers and memories that remind you of what the trauma is and so each time she looks at Cinderella that could potentially be like her going back to that negative um the reminder of the trauma of losing him and so then she becomes irritable and ugly and mean towards Cinderella she Hasn't worked since um, the father has passed. And so they kind of are living off the last little bit of money that he had left over. And so that could be from her from a place of like hurt and pain, not being able to um, hold a steady job or take care of the household in that way. But I can clearly see that like you really don't care about none of that. And you feel like she was evil when she did send the wrong. And so we just going to say that, you know, she was she was evil because, you know, evil stepmother, how you win.
1: <laughs> she, yes, and she
0: yes. I
1: think that's it. She's she's borderline. So thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs>
0: um, movie we'll going to the stepsisters. <laughs>
1: so for the stepsisters, honestly, I gave both of them conduct disorders. More so, Minerva than Calliope. Did I say her name right?
0: Yes, Calliope. I had to um, write it down phonetically because I was calling her all types of Callios and candlesticks, cauliflower, cattle frogs, and cattle, progs <laughs> and cattle <laughs> lilies, and she was something different every time I thought about it. <laughs> okay,
1: right. Her and the Sea Lady,
0: <laughs> um, Callio. That's what I was. It went a lot of places. <laughs> <at> Callio. <laughs> like it could be a serial looky um (laughs) i would magnolia shorty with it. it
1: let me see so for conduct disorder yeah i would give them both conduct disorder simply because they both like they would fight with each other they bullied cinderella they bullied each other um, they were disruptive. They they never used a weapon to cause serious harm. But if they had it, I'm sure they would. And we didn't see Oh, everything. gosh. <laughs> okay. They often initiate, initiate fights. You saw that in that first scene with them, with that stupid, ugly hat. Okay. Cinderella didn't mm-hmm. even take sides. She didn't even say the hat looked cute. She said the hat didn't fit neither one of them. It just wasn't a good look for either one of them. And then she's like, "I don't know anything about hats." And say, like, "Well, what do you know?" She said she didn't know anything about hats. Say, "Why are y'all starting to fight? Y'all just wanted me to be a part of this." So either way, she said, if she said it would look good on Minerva, or if it looked good on Callio, then <laughs> <laughs> either way, she was gonna be wrong. So that's that. And then um, physically cruel to people, I feel like they be pushing people around. Um, Minerva almost took off Lionel's neck. Cause she said, "What'd you do to the slipper? It Used to fit me yesterday." She was it fit at the ball, <laughs> right? And then, like even at the ball, she was like, what she say?" Let him. me, him. <laughs> relax, relax, calm down. And then, <laughs> deceitfulness um, or theft. I wouldn't say that neither of them, you know, would would steal. But I feel like they they were both deceitful. All three of them. With deceitful with trying to fit their feet in that glass slipper. You
0: mm-hmm. can't blame that now on just them. The whole mm-hmm. doggone kingdom put their foot in that nasty slipper. Some it's of them the barefoot. Feet. Cinderella's gonna have athlete's foot by the time she get that shoe on. Putting it on after all them people with I all them different don't. pantyhose, and they had their feet on the ground mm-hmm. and then put it in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. She gonna
1: have a Okay, baby. so
0: here. Well, let me propose this. So mm-hmm. since we're saying that, you know, evil stepmother is, is evil, like mm-hmm. it's in the name. She's evil. She's, what you said, borderline? Mm-hmm. She's borderline. Her personality disorder is impacting and impeding her ability to successfully and healthily parent. Could then we go with lesser diagnosis for Minerva and yeah. Calliope? Because they are... It, is this is what they're brought up? in no,
1: no 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 okay no now maybe calliope because calliope <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I think though seriously um, that calliope might get like just maybe a lower diagnosis maybe I don't know I don't know what I would give her but she seems to be influenced by Minerva and her stepmother very true.
0: very true and
1: how you know they treat her but I think that the girls also follow suit of their mother in treating Cinderella the way they do you know Calliope
0: so much so I just assumed that she was the younger sister in in that sure. dynamic because she was you know like following up behind and then I'm gonna bat my eyelids Oh, and then would you give, would you give them for a diagnosis? So I was going to give Minerva to explain her, uh, her outbursts. Let me at them. And the itching. itching, I was, I diagnosed (laughs) her with chronic motor tick disorder. With her itching, where the ticks may wax and wane in frequency, but have persisted for more than one year since tick onset, and they come with the uh, the thoughts and impulses, the anxious feelings, and she just couldn't stop itching.
1: <laughs>
0: That's sad. That
1: is so sad. <laughs> I I can agree with that because like sometimes when I get nervous, I get a little itchy. I
0: get sweaty. Get itchy panty. when I'm sleepy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do get itchy.
0: This is I weird. I don't it- know why we're sharing this, but yeah, like when I'm fighting sleep, I'm like, I'm tired, I itchy, I'm itchy.
1: <laughs> and I get aggravated because I'm I'm scratching myself. Like I'm itchy, like, and I know I'm not. I'm just
0: tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, <Aww. laughs> but then uh, I didn't diagnose um, Calliope with a full diagnosis, but I did want to just note for future reference and further um, consideration. That she had an affect incongruence with all of that, <laughs> and yes yeah, so or no, you know that can be affect incongruence can be a sign, uh, an early sign of psychosis. And so, why I don't think that that's the case, you know, and you, so know, you know she's not displaying a full psychosis right what? now. But I, I just want to note and, and bring to attention.
1: So you would rather go psychos- psychosis route than conduct disorder. For no,
0: her. I'm not going psychosis route. I'm just saying that I would like to keep everyone's attention. I would note that somewhere in, in her file and that she has experienced affect congruence at a substantial level because he was looking at her like, you crazy bitch, you. What is so funny?
1: So, as far as the, the sisters go, like, do you have any other disorders? So you gave them.
0: So then I guess I, we can go with your conduct disorder, and then Minerva just also has a tick disorder, and we're noting Calliope's affect incongruence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go. I think, that, I think that that makes sense. So what's what's the overall like prognosis for Cinderella and her family?
0: And so. Um- I think that it's good. So my favorite song in the whole movie, aside from, of course, it's possible, uh, (laughs) would be Do I Love You Because You're Beautiful. Yeah. And I also, I think that their their voices are just beautiful. Brandy and, and Paolo, they just, they, they harmonized well together. They looked great. They were singing an amazing song. The words, I just absolutely love. But I also feel like it's really good for them. And I'm glad that they were asking those questions, um, you know, from a therapeutic stance of, do I love you because I love you? Mm -hmm. Like, is it the love for you that is attracting? Like, because this is weird. We just Mm met. And (laughs) And so is it, is it infatuation? Is it, do I just like you because you look good? Like, I'm glad that they were asking those questions. And so them starting off asking the, like, do I love you because you're beautiful? Or are you beautiful because I want you? Like them really um being reflective of their relationship and how it started out so early um all of that on and coupled with them both telling each other what they wanted from each other i feel like if they can get healthy boundaries and and, and dad can really step in and and Give more healthy parenting strategies to his wife, then I think that they really could have a beautiful relationship. Um, and I think that their prognosis could be good if they are good with setting those boundaries, they determine what it is that they want for their relationship. And as it relates to the kingdom, if Cinderella can adapt well with going from being a servant girl in her own home to then being nobility and make that transition smooth, I think mm-hmm. that they could really have a successful life together and really live happily ever after. Um, I don't know if Cinderella will choose to force her mother and stepsisters into, her stepmother and stepsisters into slavery as you suggested <laughs> that you would. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what their outlook would look like. <laughs>
1: servitude, not slavery. <laughs> okay.
0: A, a life of servitude. If She would then be vengeful and, um, and seek that for them. But I don't see them improving i feel like unless the mother can really get help on if it is the the death of the partner that um that is kind of the catalyst for her unhealthy mm. or maladaptive coping skills with the borderline personality or the ptsd you know mm. that we're being mm. okay we're taking into consideration her past mm. traumas you know whichever but either way if she is borderline, either way. So um, unless she is really serious about seeking services for, um, to help heal that past um, trauma and help heal all of the things that she may have experienced, uh, which I don't think that she will get being Cinderella's uh, servant, woman, um, handmade. I don't think that she'll receive those services. So I say prognosis is terrible for this, <laughs> Good. <Bud. laughs> Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that we need to medicate the king because, I mean, the the prince, because I I, I still could see that, that up and down possibly happy.
1: How you go go so hard for the prince and don't go hard for the stepmom? The prince
0: ain't even doing I'll never rest until I find her again. All my life, I've been searching for something. Like, this sounds very Kanye to me.
1: It sounds very R&B, like, it sounds very like tank-ish.
0: Sounds very 808s and heartbreak to me.
1: It sounds like something that that Babyface had in one of his lyrics.
0: I feel like that might have been his lyrics. That Understand. I will search the entire kingdom and make every woman and order every woman in my kingdom to put on the same shoe. Monica said, I will cross the ocean for you. I will go and
1: bring you the moon. I will be your hero, your strength, anything you need. Okay.
0: So if they- she also did not say, "I will never rest until I find this woman that I danced with for seven minutes." Well, I
1: guess he wasn't gonna rest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that does not. Now I gave you conduct disorder for both of them. I gave you borderline. <laughs> I just don't know why we gotta do the place like this. Because he, we are watching his depression and morph into a hypomaniac. St- I just want him to have an even kill. I want to give him a fair shot at, at at being able to balance, self-regulate, and and live his best life. He it's can for do the that. kingdom. I'm thinking of the people. Oh, please. Okay, so before we go, I need to ask this very serious question.
1: What is it, darling?
0: Is it just me, or is this whole first half of the movie just like a lay? It might be. Yeah, I'm not letting it go because you see the king in mm-hmm. his depression because he's bipolar too. He dresses up like uh, like like a poor person, like a common person, and goes mm-hmm. into the market. You know, stumbles mm-hmm. into this 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 uh young lady. Mm-hmm. They in- interact, and then he doesn't recognize her. The next day, when she comes as a a more presentable version of herself that she has been magically turned into by her fairy mythical being. Mm. Ain't that the same thing happened to Aladdin? He bumped into Jasmine while she was, woe is me, I'm a princess, life is so difficult. I don't know why royalty always wants to dress up as regular people. Like poverty is not fun, (laughs) it's not amazing. But (laughs) she bumps into Aladdin, he saves her. She doesn't recognize him when Genie, his magical mythical being, makes him into Prince Alibaba and sends him on up to her front living room. It's the same thing to me. I feel like they it, need to get like more it creative. Be, it might be,
1: especially like Cinderella is like the female version of like mm-hmm. what could happen. And then
0: I think just Aladdin is like the male version. Like, you know, they know how to milk a concept, don't they? Disney's going to make their coins, ain't they?
1: Oh, they sure is. Have you seen the clip of like uh, Christopher Robin... Um and um, Winnie the Pooh and the the kid from
0: Mogi Jungle Book
1: yeah from Jungle Book mm-hmm. like they have the same scene of them going up on this rock and like you know messing around with the fox like it's really it's really the same I think that we think are
0: Disney, on to you Disney yeah
1: Disney definitely plagiarizes themselves and I just want I just think they need to be cancelled <laughs>
0: Whoa, that escalated
1: fast. <laughs> Listen, a time of cancellation.
0: <laughs> cancel culture is not healthy. People have to grow, but Disney has I- had more than enough opportunity hey. to try and grow. So I might be with you on that. Um Listen, I just want I'm to I'm willing to
1: get canceled. I'm if the day that no, I get canceled, no. that means that I've made it somewhere for me to be canceled.
0: But we like do the show together. So if they cancel you, then they go
1: my stuff oh. too you're being selfish we're nah. we not going to get cancer girl we ain't not, We ain't
0: nothing to cancer <laughs> 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 so to close us out I just wanted to send um, a big like just moment of just honoring and respecting uh, first the actress that played uh, Minerva of course oh. Natalie DeSalle who we right. recently lost um, just give a, just honor and respect all of the greatness and everything that is Whoopi Goldberg and how much I, mm-hmm. we just love everything that she's in, collaborates on, is a part of, produces, uh, whatever she does is just gold mm-hmm. because she is one, she's the gold. And then, um, give a special thank you to Whitney Houston, um, mm-hmm and her curly wig in this movie but (laughs) anytime I have a curly
1: wig I think about Whitney Houston especially blonde I think about that
0: Mm -hmm. you should and you should sing how it's possible
1: impossible
0: (laughs) I like the impossible version impossible burger (laughs) wow um (laughs) But this movie came to be, uh, well, this version of the movie came to be because Whitney saw the success of the 1993 television adaptation of the stage musical Gypsy. And so then she said, you know what, we can do something similar to that. And so she called up some people and was like, hey, I have this idea of remaking the Rodgers and Hammerstein's version of Cinderella for TV. And they was like, yeah, Whitney, you know, we like that. Um, Just hold on. And so they put her on pause, they put her on pause, and they put her on pause. And then by the time they got back to her, they was like, hey, wait! Do you know that idea that you had? Yeah, let's do that. We ain't doing nothing right now. Our straight for TV stuff is looking kind of dumb. And she was like, yeah. So when I wanted to do that, I was a little bit younger. I'm too old to do that now. But let's get um, <laughs> my girl Brandy. She could do it. And then, you know, I could be the family fairy godmother. And so, um, her casting of all of the multiracial, the multicultural um, cast, and having people who just were good at their role, regardless of what they looked like, um, all of that was part of her vision. And so, just want to give a huge thank you. Thank you, Whitney, for your vision and making this happen, your dedication and fortitude to seeing this project through, even though the powers that be tried to put her on ice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's some that's some new knowledge to me. I appreciate that.
0: Yes. And I feel like we, we there's just so many stories throughout all of Hollywood of uh, people of color just like really having to stick to what they believe, having ideas, having concepts in their mind and really having to push through because other people don't necessarily see it. They don't understand the vision. And then once we're allowed to the resources that we need we're able to make gold and so that's right support your local support all art because that's right
1: we do especially now covid definitely shut down a lot of things as it relates to like plays and i I believe you said paolo i
0: love his name
1: (laughs) he's a he's a broadway star right like he was a lot of plays and things like that so Um, A lot of that is not happening right now. So, however we can, we can support our arts. We got to do it. We got to do our part.
0: Yes, there's lots of, um, like you were saying, with us being at this panic of the disco called COVID, we are seeing a lot of... um, organizations that are trying to like stream live acts and performances and put stuff on and the show must continue the show must go on but they need your support in order to make that happen and this movie it just it brings back some of those good feelings of going in the summertime and seeing like Shakespeare in the park where you have different types of actors of shapes sizes colors and ages who just Mm -hmm. have a genuine love for the art form and so I just think that this movie was so great and I did not know how much I needed a black print princess until Mm -hmm. until seeing this like i didn't know that i was missing it and then once i had a black princess i was like oh wow this is this is great i want more i
1: know i know it yes and she's a black princess who wasn't turned into another character or i mean Mm. not another character but an animal a blob (laughs) we'll talk about that next time with disney
0: Disney, I'm your oh shit. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, listeners. <laughs> if you would like to support the show, <laughs> give oh, Disney the shaft. Brittany, <laughs> we
1: got to tell our people how to support us. Oh, yes. We got merch. <laughs> Make yes. sure you check out our website. We definitely have plenty of different merchandise for you all to help support us what we got on there, Courtney, we got mugs. We have so
0: much different types of things. (laughs) We have pillows, we have magnets, we have stickers, we have water bottles, we have coffee mugs, we have, Uh, Did I say bags? But we got (laughs) phone cases. We have um, my favorite, my most favorite item that we have is our face mask. Because Mm -hmm. it fits awesome. It's definitely necessary during these Pantene Pro-V times that we're going through. And (laughs) (laughs) it has the metal bridge thing that goes over your nose because I have a really big nose. But then it also has the adjustable strap so you can change how it fits on your face because I have a tiny head. And so it just fits perfect. And it's cute. And it has our logo on it. So Mm -hmm. If you would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all, you can go on our show and click, go on, not on our show, go on our (laughs) website and and, uh, follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member, donate on our cash app, or you can buy our merch on the hurry up and buy link. Now we're happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we'd rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM podcast and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and we actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Okay, bye.